Hey guys, Randy with Low Buck LS here again. And this week we're gonna talk about eight ways you can make your LS swap easier. And I'm gonna kind of talk about my philosophy when it comes to uh, choosing a vehicle for your LS swap. And at the end, I'll even tell you my pick for what the easiest vehicle I think is to do an LS swap in. So if you're interested in making your LS swap simpler and cheaper and faster, stick around, we'll get right into it. So like I said, we're gonna talk about eight ways we can make your LS swap easier. Um, kind of waiting on some parts this week. I was gonna do uh, an electric fan conversion in the Suburban, but um, shipping is slow from Summit in the States. So uh, I figured I would, uh, I actually wrote a blog post on lowbuckls.com on this topic. So if you see me looking down at my screen, that's what I'm looking at. Um, but I think I'm going to put this out as a podcast as well. And, uh, let's get into eight ways you can make your LS swap simpler. So what we're trying to avoid is, uh, becoming one of those Johnny Jack stand guys that starts your project and, uh, it ends up getting all taken apart and sitting on jack stands in your driveway until your wife gets tired of looking at it and then you sell it for pennies on the dollar and we all know how that goes. So the goal is to uh, get your LS swap done cheaply and quickly and in the easiest way possible. So these are all kind of tips that hopefully will uh, help with that process. So first tip is don't reinvent the wheel. And by that, I mean, um, choose an LS swap that's been done already and that parts are commercially available for. Um, don't try and uh, LS swap a smart car or a Tesla, although there is uh, Rich Rebuilds on YouTube is currently swapping an LS into a Tesla, but there's a reason that's taken him months and months and months. And that's because he's got to like fabricate every part and basically engineer the whole process as he goes. So if you're wanting to keep your LS swap simple, make sure you uh, do a vehicle that's been done before. And that means like a square body GM, an OBS GM truck, um, a G body, um, the old GM muscle cars like Camaro, Firebird, Chevelle, that type of thing. Um, Fox body Mustangs or the SN95 or New Edge Mustangs are, are pretty well sorted out. Um, there's also some uh, import swaps like guys doing BMWs and Nissan 240SXs, but those swaps start to get a bit more expensive because you've got to pay more for the motor mounts and adapters and all that kind of thing. So they do get a little bit expensive. Second tip, if you're looking to keep your uh, LS swap simple, um, is choose a engine and transmission combination that doesn't need an adapter. So there's basically two ways of accomplishing that. Um, one is to use the transmission that came behind your LS engine, which is usually a 4L80E or a 4L60E. I guess a 6L80E would work, but it's gonna get a little bit more complicated as far as the controls and that kind of thing. Um, the other way of doing it, and the way I'm choosing to do it on my Suburban LS swap, is using an old school, uh, like TH350 or TH400, Turbo 400 transmission. 
um, the LS will bolt right up to those engines. So the advantage of that, like in my case in the Suburban, is the LS will bolt right up and I won't have to uh, get custom drive shafts. Well, I did have to get a front custom drive shaft, but that's because of the lift and not the, the LS swap. But now that that's done, I won't have to get different drive shafts or anything like that. And the LS will, will bolt right in and drop right in. Eventually I do want to get a 4L80E for uh, fuel economy purposes, but um, for now, I'm just going to put the, the that 6-liter LQ4 behind me, um, bolt it right up to the Turbo 400 that's already in the Suburban. So. Uh, that kind of leads into the next point, and that is, if possible, uh, leave the engine in the factory location. Like, I know a lot of square body guys when they're swapping an LS in, they'll move it up and forward, which is good if you're looking for firewall clearance and, and room to work, but it's bad in that, for one thing, it hurts the center of gravity of the truck and the balance front to rear, so it's gonna handle worse. And then depending on if you move the engine any significant amount, you're gonna need new custom drive shafts and all that, so. What I'm planning to do is get the uh, engine mounts from DIY 4x and they leave the LS engine in the same position that the old small block Chevy was in. So that way everything stays the same. Your center, center of gravity isn't hurt, which isn't a big deal in this big Suburban that's all lifted up anyways. But if you're swapping into a C10 or something like that, I'd like to keep the engine as low and as far back as possible to keep your your handling as, as good as possible. So that's, uh, that's what I'm going to be doing. Tip number four is choose a running donor engine. And the best way of doing that is if you've got the room and the time and the space and the energy, if you buy a complete running uh, LS truck and then take the, the components out of it, that way you know the engine runs good and that it drives good and transmission works and all that. Um, since I got this engine in a junkyard, I'm planning on building a test stand and make sure it's in good working order before I uh, swap it into the truck. Tip number five on that same kind of theme is take um, all of the components from the same donor vehicle if you can. So when I pulled this engine in the junkyard, I made, made sure to get the injectors and the harness and the computer all out of that same truck so everything's matched together. And especially if you're going with a newer, like a drive-by cable, you'll want to get the pedal and the tack module if it has one. If it's between like a 04 to 06, it'll have a, a tack module or maybe even a little earlier, 03 maybe. Whenever they switch to drive-by wire anyways, up until 06, they had that separate tack module that the pedal plugs into. So you know, basically you wanna make sure you get all of those components from the same vehicle and that way you know everything plays nicely together and will uh, work the way it's supposed to. Another way you can simplify your LS swap, this is tip number six, is choose a vehicle for your swap that came with fuel injection from the factory. Um, a lot of the older C10s and older muscle cars and stuff had a carburetor from the factory, so they didn't have an in-tank fuel pump, and so they're not set up very well to uh, 
for an LS swap, you've got to figure out either put a high pressure pump in line or uh, figure out how you're going to put an in-tank pump in a tank that wasn't designed for it. Whereas if you uh, choose a vehicle that had fuel injection from the factory, it's just a simple, you still got to go into the tank, especially um, if the vehicle had like TBI, like my Suburban, um, you've still got, uh, got to upgrade the fuel pump but it's a simpler task. You just got to pull the fuel pump out, switch fuel pumps and put it back in. So it's, uh, you don't have to buy a whole new fuel tank or anything. So you save time and money that way. And you can use the factory return and pressure feed lines since they're all rated for, for high pressure. So tip number seven is choose a vehicle that you can uh, use the truck intake and oil pan and accessory drive and all that. Um, that's the problem with a lot of these import swaps with like the BMWs and the 240SXs and even the like swapping into a Camaro or anything with a low hood line, you're going to run into issues uh, when you try and use the stock truck intake. It sticks up pretty high, so um, you'll need a different intake and accessory drive and all that. So it's nice to... Uh, Choose a vehicle that has a lot of room under the hood that you can use those uh, stock truck parts. And that will also save you time and money. Tip number eight, the final one, is to tackle your swap in stages. And that's what I plan on doing is uh, working on the fuel system first and getting the fuel system all ready for an LS. And so I want to put like a Walbro pump in the tank and then use the factory feed and return lines. I'll have to put uh, a regulator in the engine bay to regulate that pressure down to a pressure that's suitable for a carburetor until I do the LS swap. But then when it's time to do the LS swap, I can just pull that regulator out, drop the LS engine in and hook up that fuel and return line. And we can use, uh, it's all buried there, but the stock factory truck regulator that's already on the fuel rail will handle the, the pressure regulation. So that'll be stage one and then stage two will be to do the actual LS swap. And again, my goal is going to be to eliminate as much downtime as possible and get that swap done as quick as we can. I don't know if we can do it in a weekend or two weekends or take some time off work. But what I want to avoid is, like I mentioned before, having the truck all torn apart and... Uh, being down and not drivable. So that'll be phase two is swapping in the uh, LQ4 and the radiator and cooling system and all that and getting it up and running. With that engine, with the uh, TH400 transmission, and then phase three will be the 4L80 swap where we swap in the 4L80 and get it running with the overdrive and all that. So those are kind of the eight tips I thought of that uh, can make your LS swap easier and simpler and cheaper and faster. So that brings me to what is the easiest vehicle to LS swap? And um, in my opinion, it is any GM uh, full-size trucker SUV between like 1987 and 1998, uh, whether it's like an 87 C10 or a 1988 to 98 OBS truck or like the 87 to 91 um, Suburban or Jimmy or Blazer, like uh, my Suburban falls into that category 
or even the newer Yukons and Tahoes and Suburbans from, I guess that would be 92 to 98. Um, those tick all the boxes. Um, they've already been LS swapped a lot. So all the information is readily available out there on the internet. Parts are readily available to do the swap. Um, they come from the factory with that TBI fuel injection. So um, your fuel tank and fuel lines will all work. It's just a matter of doing that simple pump swap. Um, the wiring, especially on the later uh, Vortec engines, like the, I can't remember what year they switched to Vortec, but like around 96, 97, 98, the wiring is really similar to um, what's found on an LS equipped vehicle. So it's a fairly simple swap as far as the wiring goes. Um, the older a vehicle gets, the worse the wiring is going to be basically as far as not only the condition of it, but um, the size of it and the suitability for um, being used in an LS swap. Like they, they all had smaller alternators and s smaller wires between the batteries and the alternators and the wiring is getting to be 40, 50, 60 years old. So it's not in the greatest condition. Um, even in my 1990 Suburban, the wiring has a lot to be desired. But um, the other advantage is, like I mentioned earlier, LS will bolt right up to the existing transmission. Or if you want to keep the transmission that came behind your LS engine, that's a fairly simple swap as well. And the other advantage, there's plenty of room under the hood. You can use that stock truck oil pan, stock truck intake, stock front accessory drive. So lots of room under the hood for everything to work on. Um, so that's my pick for the number one easiest uh, LS swap is basically any GM full-size vehicle between 1987 and 1998. And particularly the OBS trucks, like from 1998 to 1998, I think I definitely want to do a swap on one of those in the not too distant future. Um, I've got a few projects in my mind. Um, definitely want to do a Jeep swap at some point too, but we'll start with this Suburban that we're currently working on. Um, and then a close second for uh, easiest LS swap to do is the older C10s like from 1973 to 87. But again, you gotta do a bit more work. The, the fuel system isn't gonna be set up for fuel injection. So it's probably gonna mean a tank swap or installing a fuel cell or something like that. And then, like I mentioned before, the older the truck is, the, the worse shape the wiring is gonna be in and the, the more work you're gonna have to do on the wiring to get it to work with that LS engine. So. That's about all I've got to say uh, this week. Um, next week, we're gonna, hopefully the parts will be here. I'm gonna do this electric fan conversion on the Suburban, and then we're gonna mount some recovery points and that kind of thing. Um, and then I wanna work on getting that engine stand built for this LQ4 behind me, but that'll all be coming up next week. So we're gonna wrap it up for this one. Thanks for uh, watching or listening if you're on the podcast and make sure to like and subscribe and comment and review and all that. Appreciate you guys. And we'll talk to you on the next one. Bye for now.